Welcome to the Talking Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Will Cheshire. And in this podcast, I speak with impact-driven founders and share their real-time stories about how their solution has a positive impact on society. This is a show for founders, investors, and all individuals looking for some positivity and optimism as you hear from people working hard to help better our society and our planet. You can expect to learn about some awesome new products and services in this show that will bring you more hope in our quest to solve some of society's biggest issues. Let's dive in to this week's episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast. We're discussing the topic of green marketing in this episode of the Talking Solutions Podcast with the founder of the Green Marketing Academy and the creative director of Minty Made, Michelle Miller. The Green Marketing Academy provides sustainable marketing education for businesses on the route to making a big impact with a small footprint. Green marketing continues to grow and generate more awareness among the business community, but there's still lots of room for improvement in the education of green marketing. Michelle and her team provide various services that help businesses ensure their sustainability values align with the way that they operate their business and in specific their marketing practices through various ways, including website design, marketing material, and much, much more. Let's get started and learn more about what it is to market greenly in this episode of the Talking Solutions podcast with the founder of the Green Marketing Academy, Michelle Miller. Michelle, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast and speaking with me today. Sure. Thank you so much for having me, Will. And Michelle, I'm really interested to learn a little bit more about what you do over at Minty Made and what the new company and founding that you did with the Green Marketing Academy as well, because I do some stuff that's a little bit similar. And that's a kind of in the technological space as well and focusing a lot on websites, apps and how to reduce those carbon footprints there and things of that nature. So I'm very interested to learn more about the overall ecosystem of the encompassing of the marketing. Uh, So I'd love for you to just kind of talk about and, and set the stage a little bit for, you know, how can marketing be wasteful? You know, I think sometimes people may not realize the impacts that it can have um, throughout that kind of ecosystem. So just kind of talk, take us through a little bit uh, about marketing and, and how it can be kind of wasteful. Sure. I think if it's okay with you, I'll start a little bit with my background and then kind of just tell people where I came from, why I'm doing this. Sometimes it's just important to have a context around why this all came to be. So I'll keep it brief, but I spent about 12 years in corporate marketing And during this time, I managed and planned a lot of trade shows. I have a graphic design background, so I was constantly creating new print materials for every trade show. I know that we even branded them specific to that one event. And one day at a trade show, I it was one of my first, being my first job in corporate, where I had spent months, like almost even a full year planning this huge trade show that we did. I think it was in Atlanta and watching people take all the different glossy data sheets, uh, swag, all these different things, put them into their bags that they were handed at the trade show as well with some company's logo on it. And not one or two, but hundreds of people walking out of the hall would just take that entire bag of stuff that they had collected and put it straight into the trash. Not even bothered to recycle or see what can be recycled at all, but just dumped it straight into the trash. And I remember that was my light bulb moment of, wow, we are in one city, in one state, in one country. Like this sort of thing happens every day. And so I just imagine this huge pile of landfill happening. Um, Fast forward to 
2019, when I founded my studio, Minty Made, I decided to go out on my own. We're a full service marketing and branding studio. So we do everything from brand strategy to website development to launch marketing. Then we have a couple of retainer clients that we work with. And the whole basis behind green and sustainable marketing, as we've talked about in the past, isn't only around the tangible items, those you know, print materials that you can opt for cotton or seed paper or just more sustainable paper stocks in general. But also there's a huge side of it, which I didn't discover until about three or four years ago. You mentioned the digital carbon footprint. And I did more research and more research behind, you know, how to make websites greener, how to just make our digital footprint in general, just more intentional, throwing less, you know, junk out into the cyber webs and just really zeroing in on what does sustainable marketing mean, not only from the side of keeping things sustainable for the planet, but also keeping things sustainable for ourselves, either as business owners or as marketers, as part of a team. So I know we'll dive, I I don't want to just spill all the beans now. I know we're going to dive into different sections. So I'll just keep it at that for the, the general intro. Fantastic. Well, thanks for that, Michelle. And I'd be curious to learn too a little bit as you talked a little bit about your own journey and kind of learning about you know, the digital eco footprint and what you will and what you're emitting and seeing the wasteful practices that you saw at those shows or you, you took everything and nobody even bothered to recycle on that front as well. Within the industry as a whole, just in the in the time that you have been in it as well, do you kind of see things kind of shifting towards more consciousness around being more eco-friendly within your marketing? Or do you kind of still think that there's a lot of room to grow? Or do you think that people are kind of just still completely bypassing it altogether? I would say it really depends on the industry. So the two industries, I didn't share this, that I worked in were telecommunications for about six years and then construction. And I would say those are probably two prime examples of industries that aren't so eco-conscious, at least on the marketing side, on you know the green building and lead side of things and construction. They're really making a lot of innovation and headway there. But I would say now that I'm really tuned into the sustainability industry and surrounded people like yourself and others that are really you know, trying to make a change, that there's still a lot of work to do. And I'm sure this happens to you as well, but I get inside my own head sometimes thinking that, well, people know about sustainable marketing. It's pretty, it's pretty uh, common sense to think about, you know, using less paper and just using less electricity as we're on our devices, but it isn't, it isn't common knowledge to everyone. And I have to keep reminding myself that. And when I talk to people that have never heard about this, um, one of my students actually in the Green Marketing Academy went to a convention recently. It was called the Retail Summit. And she talked about green marketing on the panel at the Retail Summit. And a lot of people, I, I saw a huge surge in website visitors and people wanting to connect with me from that because in the retail space, this is something that was, wasn't, was brand new. It wasn't even talked about yet. So Um, there's a lot of work to be done and I have to make sure to work outside of my own bubble of sustainability because 
all industries need this across the board. Right. Yeah, this is definitely uh, an all encompassing problem, if you will, that we can try to provide solutions for on that front. And, and Michelle, you mentioned a couple of things there, you know, when it comes to people needing to be, you know, more educated or to be taught a little bit more about the sustainable market practices, because not as many people know them on that front as well. You know, one thing that I encounter, too, is that you also get uh, people that in companies that will kind of greenwash at times as well. And I think that that can kind of rub consumers the wrong way. People that may be, I don't know if skeptical is the right word, but just kind of tired of seeing it everywhere. And then they have that. And I think that kind of puts them in a, a negative limelight when kind of looking at that as well. In your opinion, how big of a role do you think kind of greenwashing plays throughout this as well? A huge role. The first two areas that I focus on within the Green Marketing Academy are all about the history of it. How did it start? And what started it, of course, was a lot of environmental uh, movements, books that came out, certain events, but educating not only you as a business owner or marketer, but as a consumer as well, what to look for with greenwashing. There was another podcast I listened to last year or so. I can't remember which one. I listened to a lot of them. And they were talking about that uh, BP, you know, oil company, came out with some sort of campaign saying that they would plant a tree for every every uh, sustainability initiative that they did, something like that. And it came to be that there's not enough space on planet Earth for them to plant a tree to make up for the damage that they're doing. And I thought that was, I mean, it's a prime example of greenwashing. We see even companies putting a green leaf on their logos in the month of April for Earth Day. We see even on... Uh, Amazon, there's some companies that are just branding themselves in a way that appears to be eco-friendly, but there's no substance or transparency behind what they're actually doing, the promises they're actually making. So it continues to be a problem. And I think it's even more important for us as consumers to dig deeper, ask questions and be more aware of the purchases that we're making and where we're voting for, with our dollar. Yeah, I agree completely. I think when it comes to power, consumer change in, in that dollar is going to be very significant for a lot of these companies as well. You know, I had a recent podcast guest, The Carbon Collective, and, and what they do is sustainable investing. And, and that's exactly what they are talking about as well, that instead of going up to the people and saying, hey, you need to change, let's go across the street and use our dollar to the people that are changing on that front too. And, you know, I think when it comes to greenwashing too, it, it's about intent. I don't know about you sometimes, Michelle, but, you know, oftentimes I, I might see a company more specifically because I work with a lot of startups or smaller companies as well, where they're trying to be green, but they haven't quite implemented it yet. And so then some people will be like, oh, well, you're being a, a hypocrite because this isn't there and that. But their intent is good. It's just obviously from a business perspective, you need a lot more resources and things of that nature as well. So I do want to shout out some of the people that may not implemented it yet, but are working to do that because I think that's important as well. Definitely. I, I Greenwashing happens unintentionally all the time. Um, we see it, especially in some of the, I mean, fast fashion, that's a whole other topic for another podcast, but there's, there's just ways that it's marketed um, to consumers. And I mean, even someone before I really started my journey into sustainable marketing would see something and think, oh, great. It's awesome that H&M, that's the first fast fashion brand that comes to mind, is doing this whole initiative. And you just think, oh, that's great without really even digging into the surface. But I teach this within my course and community that's all about transparency. 
instead of being very vague and broad with some of your claims that you make, like just share what you are doing. No one's perfect. We're not here to shame anyone. It's just taking those little steps to do what you can. And I just wanted to to add too that um, it's really important to make sure that you're educating others, whether it's friends, family members, or colleagues about this this topic as well. Absolutely, yeah, and, and doing so in a in a very constructive space as as well. That's not attacking oriented. I find is helpful too on that as well. Uh, shout out to the lucky sweater as well, formerly Isthmus. If you're looking for some uh, slow trading of fashion and learning about fast fashion and, and the alternatives to understand slow fashion, I definitely recommend you checking them out there as well. And and Michelle, I want to learn all about your services through Minty Made and especially with the Green Marketing Academy as well, where you're spending a lot of time educating people on this, which I think is tremendously important. But uh, just for people to know, in case they may not be aware, like, can we kind of go through and let's define what is kind of that digital ecosystem and what is kind of your digital footprint and what that means and kind of what that all encompasses from a marketing perspective. Sure. We hear a lot in marketing, or at least the traditional marketing methods that I was taught in college and all is that more more exposure, more content, being on more platforms is better. You just want to get your message out to as many people as you can. And that is true in a sense, but when it comes to the digital carbon footprint, I work with our clients at on the Minty Made side to just be really intentional with that messaging, choose the platforms wisely, uh, depending on who your target audience is, where are they spending time, where are they hanging out, and not trying to be everything to everyone, just because some uh, marketing specialist back in the day told you that you that's what it took to become successful. Another way that we work with our clients on digital carbon footprint is through websites. And I know you have a great deal of knowledge around this as well um, to get our listeners a bit up to speed. Developing a website in an environmentally friendly way not only lessens your digital carbon footprint and it uses less electricity from data centers. I could geek out about that all day. But it also allows your website to run faster, and that results in better SEO, which in turn moves your website and your content up the ranks of search engines as people are searching for information on what you sell or what you provide. And it's also really important from a social media standpoint. Again, this is where that message comes through that you need to be posting every day. You need to be posting uh, all this video content and reels. I always work with our clients to make sure like whether they're a small business or a larger team, do what is manageable, do what is sustainable for your team. Make sure that your core values, your messaging, your mission and vision is super clear and that will pull through the people that are meant to work with you that need your products or your services. Fantastic. Yeah. And, and Michelle, I, I definitely think all those are so important. I, you know, every time I mention sustainable web or anything like that, people are like, what do you mean sustainable web? And people, you know, and I have to remind people that the digital, you know, ecosystem and whatnot is right now right on par with the aviation industry. And it's 
on pace to surpass that in just a few years. So especially as we continue to use more internets and people are starting to work for themselves more online, I definitely think that that's going to continue to trend upward. So it's important to be educated about those practices, which leads us to the Green Marketing Academy and the education services that you provide to support businesses, to support entrepreneurs, small business owners, founders, however, they might like to address themselves on that front. But, you know, the Green Marketing Academy has the sustainable marketing education for businesses and whatnot, and it can really help with that big impact. So I'd love for you to just kind of explain all the services you offer. What is the Green Marketing Academy? I know we talked about Minty Made, but we'd love to hear more about the Green Marketing Academy as well. This week's book recommendation is What We Owe the Future by William McCaskill as we keep in line with being more sustainable so we can provide resources and benefits to future generations. What We Owe the Future is an excellent read that challenges you to do something that human beings have a hard time doing, and that's thinking centuries ahead in the future. This book makes arguments about the importance of making decisions that just don't benefit the present but that'll also positively impact future generations to ensure humanity continues to progress in a positive manner. McCaskill touches on topics such as sustainability, equal rights, and continuing to work to uplift people out of poverty. I recommend this book to everyone that's interested in ways humanity can continuously improve and use our knowledge as a tool to improve the future. Now, let's dive back into the episode to learn more about green marketing with Michelle Miller of the Green Marketing Academy. Sure. Oh, where do I start? Well, I originally had this idea about two years ago, and I started really doing research on the different types of sustainable marketing. And I came out with this giant list. It was supposed to be just a a mini course to put out there initially, and it kept building and building and building. And I thought, wow, this is a full-blown course and community that can be run live um, with you know, students going through different sections weekly. And so what it's come out to be is a weekly course where you spend about an hour a week on each lesson, nothing, nothing crazy. And one of the biggest values, or a couple of the values that our students have seen out of it over the past year since we've launched are one, the community aspect, there have been so many students, we have about close to 40 students who have come through Um, gone through the course now, they've started working together. They've met, they've started networking. Um, Some have even hired each other for different projects. And there's been such a sense of connection there that I knew would happen, but I wasn't really prepared for the magnitude and the, the value there for these students. So that's been great to see. Likewise with me, I've hired some of my own students to work on blogs for the Green Marketing Academy and virtual assistants. And it's been such a great journey to be on and connect with other business owners or solopreneurs in this way that are just trying to make a difference. Another great thing that's happened is through learning all the different ins and outs of sustainable, ethical, and accessible marketing, they're able to pass that knowledge onto the clients that they work with. So it has this whole ripple effect, which is which was the intention from the beginning. And then one thing that I really spent a lot of time on is I have what's called an impact and resource hub, because back to the greenwashing subject that we we're talking about, there's so many companies out there, there's so much information that can be misleading sometimes, again, sometimes unintentionally greenwashing people. But a lot of people come to 
the knowledge of green marketing and they're like, well, I don't even know where to start because there's just so much out there. So I pulled in all those resources and vetted those resources so that people can just come in and kind of hit the ground running and chipping away where those some of those easy um, action items or implementations live to start incorporating green marketing practices. And finally, the, the live element is really working with each student, determining what steps for infusing green marketing into their whole strategy works for them. Because again, um, there's actually one course or one lesson, excuse me, within the course that teaches them on how to keep their own energy sustainable too. It's intentionally put towards the end of the course to take a pause, take a step back, and then reevaluate. Now that you have all these ideas and things you want to implement, just taking a break and saying, okay, what is manageable for me? Because as someone who has a small business in the sustainability industry, I'm sure you can relate well. Sometimes we try to take on way too much all at once because we're just here to change the world and you don't want to end up, you know, burning out or um, needing to take a, an unintended break. Oh, I can relate with that f- far more than I wish I-, I could say, unfortunately, but it's so true, right? I mean, you try to overwork yourself there, but you know, within your program too, you mentioned a few things within the academy as well. And, and you know, number one, you've, you've mentioned kind of the students uh, on that front. So how long is kind of that course for that individual? How long does that course kind of last for? It's been 10 weeks uh, in the past. So each one lesson a week, we do some calls in between. We have monthly guest speakers that go a bit deeper into areas that I would say are outside of my expertise. We had a UX designer talking about accessibility in web design and apps, which was really interesting. We had a DEI coach talking about um, inclusivity in marketing and what that looks like. And so I constantly partner with other experts that have you know direct um, relations with green marketing, and that's been a huge help as well. Um, And then there is a green marketing certification at the end of the course. There's different knowledge checks that that each student goes through. That's optional, but it's nice for the students. Um, People are excited to put the badge on their website at the end. And that's something that I'm going to continue building out for larger companies. I've got, got big plans for 2023. Hey, there we go. That's exciting. The, the flip of the year, we're getting set and you can have an opportunity to really kind of push forward and grow the Green Marketing Academy some more. One thing you just mentioned that I'd love for you to elaborate on as well is you primarily kind of mentioned the the students and the individual as well, but it sounds like this offering also works for, you know, startups or small businesses or kind of corporates on, on that level as well. Yeah, definitely. I have a marketing director for a fashion brand in the course right now. She's almost done. We're actually finishing up one of the cohorts as we speak. We're going to be diving into their action plans next week. And uh, she was able to go to her CEO and saying, this is something that I'm really interested in. This is something that we can apply, revamp our website with some of these, you know, sustainability initiatives that we want to do. And so he was all for it. She signed up and she's actually the one that went to the retail summit conference and and spoke about this, the Green Marketing Academy on the panel. So there are a lot of, I would say, C-suite director level positions now interested in this, which is great. And My plan for the new year, which has already started forming, is to, now that we're a little bit safer back in person, is to actually set up more custom uh, training days for businesses where we would go meet with our marketing team, 
really customize a plan for that individual business or company moving forward and just work more one-on-one on a continual basis because it's great and all to you know, go to a conference, sit through a lunch and learn or a training and think, oh, this is all great information. But what I care about most is, are you implementing that? Because that is what's going to make the change. And as you know, I can make a difference as a small business, you can make a difference as a small business, but targeting some of these larger organizations, that's going to move the needle for us even more. Yeah, that'll be the real page turner, if you will, for really kind of moving past it and kind of get going is if we can get those corporates kind of on board with this idea and and the ability to kind of move things forward at a faster rate and set an example as well. You know, uh, more people see those bigger businesses that they aspire to be and things of that nature as well. Uh, Hopefully they'll decide to to adapt it on their level too on that front. it comes to your green marketing and, you, and you're working at it as well, obviously, I'm sure one of the big questions you get is, okay, wonderful, green marketing, I'm going to be more sustainable, but is it going to get me more customers? Is it going to get me more clients as well? And uh, sometimes people think, at least I've been told, maybe you haven't experienced this, but sometimes they're like, oh, you put too much, em- there might be too much emphasis that you're putting on, you know, being sustainable and green and not on the client acquisition. And especially, you know, my expertise is within website user experience. Uh, And that's just false because they kind of go hand in hand for the most part as well. So just curious to see if that's a problem that you encounter from time to time that you're able to kind of dispel through your marketing practices or or maybe that's not as big of an issue for you. Yeah, I would say it it definitely is. And it's a, you know, fear that comes up not only for me, but some of the businesses that I've worked with. So I'll just start briefly with my own experience with that, what I've done to adjust and then some uh, testimonials that I can kind of share from my from a few students. So when I first started my own studio, I worked with every everybody, anyone, all industries. And as you know, maybe from your experience too, it's, it's hard to niche down. And there's a fear about niching down because you may not uh, attract enough clients to work with. But I have found it to be the opposite. One of the biggest switches or transitions that I've noticed is when I got even more clear about our core values when I rebranded, hired a copywriter, worked with her to really bring out that messaging of here's what we care about on our website, here are the type of clients that we work with. Now in my inquiry form, when people apply to work with us, I always ask the question, why did you reach out to us specifically? It's always around you have your one of your core values is around sustainability, or you care about the planet, Um, we want to learn more about that. So it's, it continues to attract the right clients that we want to work with. And we're having our largest year since I started MintyMade, which is fantastic. And you can't be afraid that sustainability will be an exclusionary message. I'm finding that even businesses that don't really have an element of sustainability are more attracted to this and wanting to learn more about it. And I will say for my students too, um, Nicole, one of my students comes to mind that when she went through the course, she was someone, she was in the marketing agency as well, that is able to now teach her clients about these different practices. And she is has positioned herself to be even more valuable as an expert in sustainability or in sustainable marketing for that matter. And she actually was just finishing up the course and landed her largest and what she called most aligned client at that time coming out of this and being able to share all the knowledge that she had gained, um, deliver new ideas 
for that client to implement. And so those are just some of the things that that come to mind when looking at sustainable marketing, how will it allow me to attract more clients, be more profitable and those things, because let's face it, when people are signing up for courses or communities or just services in general, they always want to know what's my ROI going to be? How will this help me grow? Not only professionally, but you know, financial as well, because it we need to put more money in the hands of people that are changing the world and, and doing good. So that's my little soapbox there. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. No, it's fantastic. And, uh, and I love the idea with the niching down as well. Like, and it's great for you as a business. It's great for your clients, potential clients to understanding who they're working with. And, and I definitely think it broadens and expands. If, uh, you know, uh, certainly niching down is always one that will get a lot of people talking, but I think it can be really important and, and something that can be really useful and such as in, in your case as well on that front. You know, Michelle, another thing that I kind of get to that, I, you know, I want to talk about briefly is just how much we can actually make an impact and reduce down our eco footprint, because it can be difficult to measure. It really can. I mean, websites, fortunately, there are some website calculator, website carbon comes to mind from Whole Grain Digital out of London, but it can be kind of hard to kind of get that measurable impact of what you're actually kind of doing. And there's a whole other jobs opening up that are doing just that, right, with the sustainability consultancies on that front too. But uh, it can be quite significant. And most importantly, I think it can actually be something that kind of snowballs, right? You've mentioned small businesses a lot. If we got the corporates up there, that would be huge. Supply chain optimization especially is one of the biggest contributors on that front too. So uh, just be curious to get kind of your opinion on that and, and how you can kind of at least present to your clients and things of that nature of how you kind of go about saying and measuring that impact and letting them know that it is making a difference. Yeah, definitely. One of the exciting things we're launching in the new year are impact reports for small businesses, because if you've worked for a large corporation in the past, or you just look at annual impact reports, they can be really overwhelming. And you think, how do I even begin tracking some of my own emissions? So that's something that we're going to be taking even a deeper dive to helping small businesses with. But I would say, um, as far as things that you can track now as a small business, or just quick steps that you can take. There is a lot that you can do with your own website. Just get in the practice of, you know, compressing images, um, limiting custom fonts and a lot of code that you add if you're on the web developer side. Um, There's also a lot that you can do with regard to measuring, like if you travel for work, Um, there's a lot of different uh, calculators that calculate your travel, um, whether you're flying in a plane, using transportation, things like that. One of the things that we track on the Minty Made side is material diversion. So when we work with a client, maybe they usually send out 10,000 holiday mailers on paper that is usually non-recyclable. So we work with them to divert that paper stock into something that's more sustainable, uses more sustainable ink. There's a whole, that's a whole lesson in itself, but concentrating on the impact that we're making there, depending on what type of clients that you work with. Now, if you're a product-based business, you're going to have an even more of an impact with producing actual tangible goods. Um, What can you do to make your packaging for that product more sustainable or just less intrusive to landfill? So there's all, there's more that small businesses or large businesses for that matter can measure than what what comes up right away. Um, again, going back to just taking baby steps and working towards sustainable marketing, 
there's a lot of things that we don't even think about that we can measure, um, even for some of our messaging and our copy that we can share out. Even doing this podcast, it's like you are spreading awareness to thousands of people over the course of the year. That's something that can be measured. So just thinking more creatively about these ways that we are making an impact rather than getting caught up in the, oh, I'm not tracking my you know um, carbon emissions from if I don't have a manufacturing facility or I'm not a big enough business for that to matter. So if that makes, if that makes sense. It does. It makes a lot of sense. And, and it's really an important message as well. I love the idea of the impact reports. That's going to be such a fantastic way to kind of serve your clients tangibly. Like, Hey, look, this is exactly what we're, what you're doing now. And this is what you're doing three months later and the benefits and the, in the progress that you've made on that front. I think it's really important. And, and yeah, going back to the tips when it comes to the website stuff, it's just a little bit of education and resources like you had mentioned yourself, you know, go over to the Green Marketing Academy, check out that resources tab where you can get a lot of that education. I know from a web perspective, you know, I always try to tie it to people and tell them that, hey, you're going to get more conversions because what's better for the eco-friendliness of the site is that it's site speed. Site speed also is is tied directly to user experience. User experience is directly tied to SEO and Google. So it all relates. And and I find that to be a really great way because once you kind of say, hey, this is going to be the fastest site and then this is going to be great for the user experience, which is going to result in more conversions and most, well, I guess depends on the perspective of the business. But most importantly, it's going to be uh, more eco-friendly as well. And you can add that to your messaging and, you know, throw that badge if you go through the Green Marketing Academy too. And it's all going to be kind of cohesive on that front, which I think is really important. Michelle, what has been, you know, in, in your journey, you know, since you started Minty Made, since you've just launched the Green Marketing Academy as well, what have been some of the biggest takeaways and things that you've learned in your journey since branching off on your own and working for yourself and, and kind of getting more into and diving into sustainability? I want to take a quick pause to talk about more ways you can learn about positive solutions and join in on discussions on topics that people are working on to improve society as a whole. I've expanded my social media presence and I'm now much more active on not just Instagram, but on LinkedIn, TikTok, and YouTube Shorts. I encourage you all to check out the new channels as I'm providing more expansive content about my guest solutions, real-time reactions to social entrepreneurship and impact investment news, giving my insights on solutions and problems that we face and sharing my thoughts on books and other media content that I consume. In addition, remember to check out and sign up to my newsletter if you haven't already, as I'm working on adding more content there as well to highlight these founders and passionate business owners and nonprofit leaders. As always, I appreciate all of you for tuning in and would love to continue to hear from you on what you would like to see from me and the podcast. Now, let's return to our conversation with Michelle Miller of the Green Marketing Academy. I would say that I am still a student myself. There's constant new information about innovations in sustainability. And so one of the ways that I think sets us apart from some of the different courses is um, I constantly update videos and add new resources and information because it's not something that you can learn once check off the list and then move on. <laughs> As you know, with sustainability, it's an ever evolving. Once you're, once you're in a certain mindset of thinking that way, it's, I don't want to say you're trapped, but it's, it's always on your mind. You're always looking for ways to improve there. So um, that's what I would say right off the bat is even my business, we are imperfect. There's other things that we can be doing. Um, 
we are going to be working towards more certifications. I recently um, went through the process of getting EnviroStar certified on the Washington state level. Uh, we're a 1% for the planet member. So giving back is really important to us, but there's other certifications and other ways that we can continue to improve, like becoming a B Corp or there's, there's tons of different ways to just keep moving the needle forward. And so I wanted to start the Green Marketing Academy as a way to, like I said, make that ripple effect to get this information out. I would also say too that um, one challenge has been that we talked about a bit earlier is getting that message across that just because you're focusing on sustainability doesn't mean that you should let the foot off the gas of other important areas of your business. One of the main things that I talk about within the course is you need to have a financially sustainable business. There is, there's so many businesses in this industry, small businesses per se, that um, don't make it because they're not charging enough for their products or services. On that flip side, sustainability doesn't need to be expensive. It can be implemented in a way where you're actually saving money. And again, being more intentional with your time and with your marketing. So I would say those are the two main challenges. And then again, just I, my goal for the next three years, I would say, is to branch out enrollment for the Green Marketing Academy to pull in those industries that are a little behind the, the curve when it comes to sustainable practices. And I just want, I want every marketer in the world to sign up for this. And I want it to become the norm of how marketing is done rather than just focusing on all these traditional, we call them bro marketing tactics that have just kind of taken over the online space. Right. Yeah. Growth marketing hacks. Yeah. 101, do this in 30 days and you'll get more clients than you've ever seen in your entire <laughs> life. You know, the typical. <laughs> and, and, and another thing too, Michelle, I applaud you for wanting to go after those industries that might be a little bit more behind on that front or, or maybe require a little bit more work for a client acquisition as well. You know, a, a lot of people, that's another thing within marketing too, is sometimes, you know, the focus is on too much of, of what's at ease, which is important, you know, for, for profit and money. But, you know, for mission driven companies like yourself, and really wanting to make a difference. It's inflicting change on the areas where there needs to be more education on. So I applaud you for that. I think that that's kind of really a fantastic approach to kind of take things and, and go forward with it. So uh, let me just try to summarize everything you got going on in the future, because it sounds like uh, you got a lot. You're going to expand out to new kind of industries. We got the uh, future impact reports on that front as well. And we're going to have some more certifications coming in. Anything else with the Green Marketing Academy that, that you'll be working on in 2023 to, to bring more value to the people that you serve? I would say growing the team is the last one. And these are a lot of, when you when you laid them out like that, I have a lot of work ahead of me, but it, it's all good. <laughs> I am very, very ambitious on this front. And building the team, pulling in experts. I've been learning just as much from my students as I've been teaching them. So there's a couple of students that specialize specifically in green website design, virtual assistants, how to do that in a more green way. So there's there's tons of opportunities to create a team approach, not just all of it coming from you know one perspective. I just want to make 
things more diverse and valuable for our students and clients. And it all ties back to how we work with our clients with uh, with Minty Made as well. Fantastic. And Michelle, anything that you would kind of like to add on here as well? I mean, what are some ways that people can support and follow, can learn more information if they're a marketer themselves or they're interested in enrolling in the course or they need services? You know, how could people get in touch with you and, and learn more? Sure. So our green, our website is thegreenmarketingacademy.com. There are um, a lot of resources that we send out on our email list. So we usually send that out a couple times a month. We do a monthly roundup, which will continue of just free resources that you can uh, explore and learn more about ways to infuse sustainability into your marketing. We have a couple of micro courses, so mini courses that just take a couple hours to complete as sort of an intro to green marketing. If you don't want to just dive in and uh, and take the whole course and um, we'll be running two live cohorts next year, one in the spring, one in the fall. So we're just kind of uh, gearing up for for that planning now. Um, but we also have a lot of resources on our websites. We are actually redoing our website right now. So that's been been a lot of fun too. Uh, I found that the platform that we were on wasn't as environmentally friendly as it could be. And because I'm preaching green web design, uh, we decided to make the switch to to another platform. So we're able to uh, walk the walk the talk a little bit more. So uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. I'm um, backslash green marketing movement. And on Instagram, we're there sometimes as well at the Green Marketing Academy. But those are all the ways to to stay in touch. And yeah, look forward to welcoming more students and working with more clients uh, coming in the new year. Fantastic. Yeah, we're best friends on Instagram, <laughs> Green Marketing Academy, always hanging yeah, out. I love yep. it. The engagement's for real, helping helping each other out. There we go, promoting the message. And then uh, obviously, again, um, can find her on LinkedIn as well. We'll supply some of those uh, links for you uh, within the show notes on that front too, to make it for easy access in case you are interested in enrolling in the Green Marketing Academy or, or maybe have some use for her services over at Minty Made, things of that nature as well, all that great stuff we'll have for you in the show notes. And Michelle, anything else that, that you'd like to add that maybe we missed uh, throughout this podcast episode? I don't think so. I feel like I gave a lot of information. Hopefully it wasn't too overwhelming, but there's just a lot under the surface here. And uh, I am obviously very passionate about sharing it. And I just want to to shout it from the, the mountaintop. So I'm really looking forward to what's to come next year. Um, it's been great just meeting people like yourself, Will, and this little uh, eco community that we have online and continuing to support one another. Absolutely. I love it as well. I think it's a fantastic community and a fantastic way to kind of move that needle that you were talking about prior on that front too. So definitely excited for the future. Perhaps we'll run into each other in person. You know, we're still in the same area, at least I am for the time being. So perhaps we'll get over to one of those meetups and things of that nature and, and kind of connect in person on that front as well. But outside of that, Michelle, I just want to thank you for taking the time to, to come on the podcast and sharing your knowledge. Some of these topics, we could have had a whole entire episode in and of itself, web design, user experience examples there to make that more eco-friendly. But uh, as a whole, great information from you. And I really appreciate your time. Yeah. Thanks so much, Will.
That is Michelle Miller joining us on the Talking Solutions podcast. She is the owner and creative director of Minty Made and the founder of the Green Marketing Academy. Again, check out the show notes to get more information on that. Go find those links to learn more. You can connect with her over on LinkedIn and follow on Instagram. Check out the website and uh, go ahead and use that resources tab on the Green Marketing Academy as well if it piques your interest. And maybe you'll just find yourself wanting to get a little bit more Uh, education on that front and enroll in the course. But that is going to wrap up this edition of the Talking Solutions podcast. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, I would appreciate you hit that subscribe button or drop a five-star review if you will. Reminder that we have a newsletter as well so we can catch up on all the impact-driven investment news, social entrepreneurship news, and then of course tips and resources to be a more responsible and sustainable consumer as well. In the newsletter, you can sign up via the link uh, on the website or on the Instagram and LinkedIn on that front too. So until next time, I hope everybody enjoys the rest of their week. Thanks for listening to the Talking Solutions podcast. Tune in every Wednesday for a new episode and check out all of our guests on our website at cheshtech.com. That's C-H-E-S-H-T-E-C-H.com to learn more as we continue our mission of supporting impact-driven founders. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Talkin' Solutions Podcast and subscribe to our YouTube channel, Talkin' Solutions. If you liked this episode, I'd really appreciate a review and a recommendation to a friend as we focus on highlighting these great founders and individuals providing solutions to societal problems and bringing optimism into the world.